Now let the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our reading for today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 9, verses 9 through 26. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax collection station, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The wedding attendants cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak, for the patch pulls away from the cloak, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. Otherwise the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are ruined. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from a flow of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she was saying to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that moment. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players in the crowd making commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread through all of that district. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week's message takes a deeper look at faith. We begin with Jesus calling Matthew, the tax collector, to follow him. The trouble starts when Jesus sits down to dinner, when Jesus sits down with many tax collectors and sinners. Now, 
Last week, we had the reaction of one sinner approaching Jesus at dinner. Now, there's many that Jesus is sharing company with. This raises questions for the Pharisees, so they ask the disciples why their teacher is willingly eating with sinners and tax collectors. Jesus hears it and notes that the doctor doesn't go to those who are well, but those who are sick. Jesus is here for the sinners, the people who need their hearts and lives changed. Now, as Jesus continues on at the dinner table, the disciples of John the Baptist come with their own questions. They want to know why Jesus' disciples don't fast the way that the Pharisees and John's own disciples do. But Jesus has an answer for them, too. That while he is with them, they have cause to celebrate and not to mourn. They will fast when he's gone. And that day is surely coming. They won't do it while he's here. There's too much to rejoice over. Now, while he is teaching the gathered crowds in parables, a leader of the community comes and kneels before Christ. It is here that we get our first of two big displays of faith in this reading. He comes in, and tells Jesus that his daughter has died, but that he believes if Jesus comes and lays hands on her, she will live. Our second big act of faith comes when Jesus decides to go help the leader. They leave the dinner table, and he heads off to the man's house. But on the way, a woman who has spent 12 years suffering comes up to touch Jesus' cloak. Why does she touch it? She believes that all she has to do is to touch his cloak and she will be healed. Jesus sees her and speaks to her. He tells her that she should take heart and that her faith has healed her. Jesus goes on and clears away everybody gathering at the leader's house, telling them the girl is only sleeping. At first the crowds laugh. They do not believe at all. But Jesus takes the girl by the hand and she gets up, just as her father believed. Because he believed, Jesus would lay a hand on her and she would be well. Those two acts of faith after the discussions at dinner helped to show everything that Jesus was talking about at dinner. They also demonstrate something that we touched on last week. These two people showed just how important faith can be and how powerful faith can be. Jesus has been saying that he's here to help sinners, to help those who are suffering, those who are in need. That he has a new teaching, a way to live with your heart and life changed. And that to accept this new teaching is to accept new life. What we see directly after all of this dinner discussion is faith in action. 
Now, one of the reasons I was drawn to this particular scripture for this particular day is because it's Father's Day. And we see a father faithfully seeking out help for his child. We see a father's faith on display. When I think about my first big impression of faith, I think about my father. I learned about faith from him and from his example. And it's something that I try to instill in my children. I try to demonstrate faith to them, not just in showing the faith that I have, but also showing that I have faith in them. Because I want them to understand the depth of my faith. One of the ways is through showing them that I have faith in them and I love them, reflecting the faith and the love that I have in Christ. Showing them mercy and grace. Raising them to know just how powerful faith can be. And I was thinking about this father and the great faith that he had. Then in a reading today, he goes to Christ and he prostrates himself because he believes that if Jesus just came and laid one hand on her, she would be made well. That he would go and humble himself and have faith that it was possible. Now I find it fascinating that in the midst of this great show of faith, another one just pops in. That this woman comes believing that all she has to do is touch Jesus' cloak and she will be healed. That he can deliver her from her plight. Not with a word, not with a prayer, but just by being close enough. And she is healed. But it's Jesus' words once again this week that really landed with me. Your faith has made you well. Because she believed that she could be healed by Christ, she was healed by Christ. It's the same thing with the father. He believed Jesus could save his daughter and Jesus did. He put his faith in Christ and was rewarded. Jesus shows that our belief, our faith, strengthens us to do what needs to be done. To turn faith into action. And for me, that's a lesson I want to teach my children. That it's a lesson that I understood from my father 
and a lesson that I want to share with them. Because faith should move us. The, the faith we see in our reading today isn't an idle faith. It isn't a faith simply based on what we say. It's not a declaration that is the end all to everything. Because we see that it isn't all the conversation that gets people talking. It isn't the debating, the questioning about theology or discussion over law and ritual. None of that seems to be moving people to do anything. No, what spreads throughout all the district is faith on display. That a leader in the community had faith in Christ. And because of that faith, his daughter was healed. Because his faith led him to Jesus. His faith moved him to ask Jesus to come heal his daughter. Because of his faith, a woman sees Jesus on the way and is healed because of her faith that she could be healed simply by touching the robe of Christ. Because she believed, because both of them had faith and acted on that faith. I pray every day I can have that kind of faith and keep it that it can grow. I pray that I can show that kind of faith to others. I pray that I can instill that kind of faith in others through Christ. Because neither of these people just stated their faith and sat on their hands. They both take their faith and act on it, doing what needed to be done. And the response from Christ is that acting on their faith was the right thing to do. So where is your faith leading you? What is your faith saying to you today? Where is Christ calling you to be? Where, where will your faith in the Lord take you? Because our faith in action is our strength. Our faith in Christ gives us freedom. It gives us hope. Because it is our faith that reminds us that through Christ all things are possible. We find hope that Christ recognizes our faith. Christ encourages our faith. Christ praises our faith when we put it into action. when we believe so strongly that we are moved to act on that faith. We are called to love the way that we have been loved by Christ. 
We are called to forgive the way we are forgiven in Christ. We are called to have mercy the way that Christ has shown us mercy. But we are not called to be wielders of the law and armchair theologians. But we are called to be a people of faith and action. A people whose love moves them. A people whose mercy and grace is visible. So may your faith grow. And may we grow together as a faith community. May the Lord strengthen you that you may believe and you may go and you may do. That you may be strengthened and love encouraged in all. That we may know that our faith in Christ makes all the difference. Amen.